Hey guys, thanks for tuning back into Truth Radio, a podcast station dedicated to bringing the body of Christ together through the Word of God, prayer, and testimony. On Truth Radio, we don't allow our past to define who we are, but we allow the Word of God to show us who we are in His Son, Jesus Christ. Let's begin. Hey guys, we're going to jump into Matthew 11. So real quick, pause this if you need to, go get your Bible, get a cup of coffee, use the bathroom, do what it is you got to do to get comfortable and get in the Word of God. Real quick, I'm going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for your holy, inspired, inerrant Word of God. May we have reverence as we read from it. May we grow, may it test us in ways to change our lives to live more like Christ. Better yet, may we be able to read it and die to ourselves and allow you to live through us. And we pray this in Jesus' beautiful and precious name. Amen. All right, so Matthew 11, 1. After Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to him. Are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? And Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight. The lame walk Those who have leprosy are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No. Those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you who prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen any greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been subjected to violence and violent people have been raiding it. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is the Elijah who has come. Whoever has ears, let them hear. To what can I compare this generation? They are like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling out to others. We played the pipe for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not mourn. For John neither... John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man comes, came eating and drinking, and they say he is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is proved right by her deeds. 
Then Jesus began to denounce the towns in which most of his miracles had been performed because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre or Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted to the heavens? No, you will go down to Hades. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Sodom, it would have remained to this day. But I tell you that it will be more bearable for Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light." So real quickly, guys, running through what Eleven has has said, uh, <laughs> it's funny because Jesus pretty much just reaffirmed to John the Baptist's disciples that he is the Messiah, that he was the one whom John was sent to prepare the way, and that actually fulfilled prophecy. I believe it was back in Isaiah, um, where it said, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare the way before you. John the Baptist, who is actually, um, I believe, biologically uh, Jesus's cousin. I mean, yes, Jesus came from God the Father, uh, but his mother, Mary, was sister to Elizabeth, who was John the Baptist's mom. So fun fact for you. Uh, You guys can have that one for free. Uh, Think about uh, where Jesus says he promises rest for the soul, starting in verse 20. Then Jesus began to denounce the towns in which most of his miracles have been performed because they did not repent. So I have a question for you guys. (laughs) I know for myself, God has blessed me enough to be able to see some physical miracles in churches and stuff like that. But for the believer that hasn't, let me ask you something. Is it a miracle that you woke up today? Is it a miracle that you just took a breath right now? Or that you have a roof over your head or the equipment to listen to this podcast? I think a miracle these days, guys, is what we make it. I know it is a miracle and by God's grace alone that I'm sitting here being able to do this for the kingdom of God, for his glory. It's a miracle that I'm not dead on the street due to drug addiction. It's funny, Jesus was kind of chastising these cities in which they saw all these physical miracles, these healings, these miraculous things, and they chose not to repent and change and begin to chase after what the gospel teaches us. 
how much more must it grieve his heart that we see miracles around us every day and we take the word of God for granted. Something to think about. And then we come into uh, verse 28, 11, 28. And this is one that most people have probably heard. Um, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So first, let's let's talk about what a yoke is. So <laughs> back in the back in the old days, they would use oxen to um, get the get the plows ready for the ground for um, uh, uh, sowing seeds and such like this. The yoke is the the tool that was put on the neck of the two oxen to keep them going at the same speed. So you think about what Jesus is asking us to do. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So Jesus is asking us to link up with him and to go with him, to go where he leads. It sounds really simple, doesn't it? Kind of a a Christianese thing. And anybody that has tried to step into this walk has realized it's not as easy as some people make it out to be. And I would offer this is that although it is not easy, it is simple. But it is also the hardest thing that I personally have ever had to do. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 27. All things have been committed to me by my father and no one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son and those to whom the son chooses to reveal to him. I don't know about you guys, but when I read something like that, it's like, well, did Did Jesus just say that unless through him, I can't know the father only if he chooses me? Well, here's a hint for you guys. If you were listening to this, Jesus chose you. There are seeds that have probably been planted inside of you in your heart for your entire life. And he's just waiting for you to let go of the reins and allow him to grow them. This this no that is used here. I don't always like to bring up what the meaning is and how what it meant in the Old Testament, but it's pretty applicable here. And what this no means is more than just a knowledge. It's more like an intimate relationship. And what Jesus is stating here is that we can't have an intimate relationship with God unless we have an intimate relationship with Jesus. Isn't that awesome? Like, they're, they're three in one, Holy Spirit, Father, and Son. And if you look in Hebrew, I, I, in Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, it says that Jesus is the exact representation of who God is. 
and God is love. And Jesus says further down in 28, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and in me you will find rest for your souls. Now that rest isn't like a slumber. It's not like a 15, 20 minute break. It's, it's this rest that we can walk in. It's this assurance that God has got this. Because we don't have to lean onto our own understanding, but we lean onto him. Because it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And let me tell you, it is quite the practice to allow him to live through you. Hope you guys got something out of this. Short, sweet, and to the point. God bless you.